everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm Jai. What's up? We are talking about The Crow today, the film from 1994 uh, with Brandon Lee. I just, uh, I love this movie so much. Me too. I just can't even put into words. We both, uh, I think just, Jai watched it, what did you watch it, yesterday? Um, yes. Cool. I watched it this morning and then I watched like this behind the scenes thing on YouTube that I'm definitely going to link because it's only like 15 minutes, but it's really good. They have another one that I think that's like an hour. That's a little bit more into the movie if you want to know about it. But if you, I'm sure you've seen it and most people out there by now. I mean, it's been I'm out for sure. quite a while. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. a cult. Classic. Yeah. It's definitely yeah, a cult. Yeah. Right. I feel like if you, you know it, you know. But yeah, man, I'm so excited. Okay, so what is your what? Besides that, what have you been watching lately, Jai? Well, outside before we talk about the crow. Well, you know, but I think you just want me to say it. I mean, I yeah, I kind of do want you to say it. I knew it. it. Okay, well, I'm watching Boardwalk Empire, and it's actually kind of well. It is funny because Matthew taught me years ago to watch it, like. So obviously he's American and like he's seen it and he loves the show. And I didn't really, I just, I, I knew that it was like a huge investment, like in terms of time, because it's like, yeah, that's true. And stuff, right. Um, and I kind of forgot about it. And then you mentioned it and I really, I just started watching it. And, and then I told Matthew about it and he was like, I'm really excited that we're watching this because I love this show. However, it's actually <laughs> funny that I've been telling you for years to watch it and you didn't. But as soon as Lauren tells you, you you do it. And I'm like, oh, I know. Um, well, that means you have two people now that are telling you. If one if one person tells you to watch it, but then if you're like, wait, okay, someone else is telling me, I know, you should probably but watch it. Honestly, it was just like a coincidence. It's not like I yeah. deliberately just started watching it because you told no, me. No, because I mentioned it several times. You did. And only now, yeah. yeah, only now have you started to watch it. Yeah, it's not like I, I'm like, do it right now. You're like, okay. And they used to watch it like that night. I feel like it's so. just like an accumulation of like several things that he's mentioned before and then I don't do them until you tell me and so he's like oh great like Lauren told you so now you're doing it I'm like okay it's <laughs> so funny um, it is an amazing show I'm like it is so blown away by everything like the story the set design the acting um the, I mean the cast you know like everything it's yeah like it's a, great it's a, a great show it's an epic show like every episode feels like a film and the production is way heavy on that show i mean like they yeah. their budget was like i mean movie budget it's like for one episode like it's crazy yeah you can it's, tell it's amazing so thanks um, <laughs> um yeah the yeah. next next up i'm gonna get uh i'm trying to get jai to watch six feet under um, it's another show that's literally like one of the best pieces of television nothing has ever come close to that show I mean, as beautifully written and, like, how timely it is, it ends perfectly, begins perfectly. It's like Breaking Bad. There's yeah. no bad episode, and they knew how to contain a show. Which I love. Which is, I love. Yeah, which is great. When you go knowing in that, like, this is going to end so amazing, and there's no other way it could have possibly ended, it's not like a Sopranos or, like, a Lost, where, like, the show just goes on, and it's great, but the end was just, like what terrible like yeah. yeah just like this is what you gave us after like we've been here for like five years or you know like it's 
hard to end a show. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, so yeah, I'm so excited that you're watching it. I hope that you watch Six Feet Under, like, obviously not right now, but in the future, it's a great show. Yeah, uh, I, I hope so. I, the thing is, like, yeah, I, I feel like, like things it. are slightly going back to normal. And, like, for example, in the UK, everyone is going back to work. Yeah, they've opened things and up, like, right? back to yeah. school and everything. So, like, I don't think I'm going to be, you know, like, at home for much longer, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, so the, yeah, yeah, we have no idea. So it's so different over here. So, I mean, who knows? We're, like, living in worst-case scenario. but like, We are. It's Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But, yeah, I'm trying to think of what I've been watching that's been, like, I haven't been watching anything crazy. I I was watching True Detective season one again. Oh yeah, you mentioned because I just that. fucking love that show, and I just watch it like all. I just if I want something to watch, it's like eight episodes. I can put it on in the background when I'm like writing or doing something. But I love that show, so I have to watch the last one again. But God, that show's just so good. I mean, I love Woody Harrelson, and I love <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. So. So I was like, oh, this is so good. But, they, but that's it. But I've been watching the show you. You, you mentioned. You told what? me to what? watch something else, but... Um, I told you to watch Six Feet Under. Uh, what else did I tell you to watch? Do you know what it's called, or are you trying to get me to say it? I, <laughs> I, I, it I honestly can't remember. It was like... Oh, shit. You recently I'll texted t- me saying, you should watch this. Uh, maybe it's something that Jules recommended. Um, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, it's the documentary called Disclosure that's on it, Netflix. That's it. Yes, yes, yeah, the documentary. Oh my gosh, it's so great. It's about trans representation in film, like from the beginning of film to now. It's amazing. It is amazing. Oh my god, that's my computer. I forgot to turn this off. Okay, yeah, I'm going um, to watch that. Yeah, Disclosure. It's great. I think it's like an hour and a half. It is so great. Yeah, yeah, Jules told me to watch it. So um, it's it's really good. I think it just came on there. Uh, Pose. I need to start season two of Pose. I saw that as up. I love that um, show. Yeah, I love yeah. that show. I'm be I'm like prepared to be emotional <laughs> because that show is incredibly emotional too. Um, but it's but it's great. It's such a great show. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Awesome. Let's get into the crow. Cool. Um, okay, so came out in 1994, directed by Alex Proyas. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. What are your first uh, thoughts of the film, and like when did you first see it? Um, I was living with my dad at the time, and I watched it with him on like VHS. Um, you know, like back then, you used to be able to get the films like as soon as they came out in in the theater. I guess they were what? like. Yeah, you could. Like the bootleg ones, you mean? Like, yes, exactly. Like on the street. Yeah, where people film them in the theater. We totally got that one like that. Oh, no way. Yeah, oh, that's because, awesome. Because there were so many movies that you just couldn't go to the cinema to watch because um I was too young, you know? And yeah, my dad yeah. just loved watching films with me. So it was a good oh, way cool. of getting, like, films um, in VHS, like, right away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought some of those, yeah. Yeah. So I guess I was... I, I don't know, was I 11? Yeah, when the movie came out, yeah, we were 11. Right, yeah. I mean, I honestly remember really clearly, like, feeling that it was just, like, a much cooler and alternative superhero film. Like, uh-huh. it didn't feel, like, mainstream, like Batman, you know? No, no. It was just, like, I don't know. I, I guess also, like, it felt really grunge to me. 
And obviously the soundtrack is a huge part of it. But Oh, God, that fucking song. I know. But the fact that even the main character, like Eric, was in a mm-hmm. band and he was like uh-huh. a rock band, you know, and the costumes yeah. and everything. Um, I guess the association was grunge. But mm-hmm. my dad also pulled me. I, I mean, I didn't know that. Um, when we finished watching it, he told me that Eric... Um, playback Brandon Lee died while filming it. And oh, he told you after? He told me after. I had no idea. Yeah, he told me as ah. soon as we finished watching it. And um, I don't know, he made it he made it sort of feel like spooky and like uh-huh. special in a weird way at the same time. Yeah. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And I guess maybe that's why I kind of never stopped thinking about the film. Like I often... Yeah think about it even obviously much recently because there was a documentary on um bruce lee yeah for, which i'm gonna watch later today i'm yeah which okay. is amazing yeah and yeah. and obviously like that it just makes you think about his son you know and like just the how tragic it was and like it just tragedy runs in the family i suppose i know um so yeah i'm just really excited we, we get to talk about this in this episode what about you? Awesome. Okay. Well, I don't have, I mean, I, I don't have like a vivid memory like you, like you do of seeing it like for the first time. I know I rented it. So I saw it maybe like the year or two after it was out. So I was maybe, it was maybe like 90, like, I guess what, five or maybe 96, like Mm -hmm. 12 or 13. And for, I don't know. I mean, not to be like really like cliche or like, weird about it but this film was one of the ones that changed my entire world like because up until that point I was really like I mean I really liked uh Clueless when that came out I was like really into like I'm trying to think of like what music I was into I was into like I knew Nirvana, so I was into Nirvana, but in a very, like, surface-type way. I still listen to a lot of, like, R&B. I listen to TLC a lot. Um, I listen to, like, some rap and stuff like that. But I had, like, kind of a well-rounded, and I listened to, like, random, like, classic rock and stuff because of the Daisy and Fuse soundtrack, which I really liked. And I liked that film. So this was the first film that, like, was really dark, I think mm-hmm. that I'd, I'd ever seen as, like, a pretty young, young person. And this film really changed how I felt about music because this film and this soundtrack played such a huge like part of my life because that's when I got into like metal and industrial because of this film. Cause I'd never heard anything. Like, I don't think I'd heard like I'd heard nine inch nails and stuff on the radio and stuff like that. And, and I knew Marilyn Manson, but after this, I like was more goth. Like I, I got into like very like dark films, uh, like reading a lot of Stephen King. My mom was like kind of worried about me because I was into like all this really dark stuff. Oh yeah, and she like didn't know where it came from. I had a huge poster of Eric Draven in the film sitting in this old chair, and it was right above my bed. And my mom was like, "I don't know how you can sleep in this room with this like weird the guy like dressed like you know Brandon Lee dressed like the crow like in this poster above your bed like I was like eerily obsessed with this film that she was like kind of worried about me and it, and I was just like I, I just loved it I mean I loved the soundtrack I watched it all the time I've got it on tape you know I've had it on DVD for years so yeah like this movie really changed everything of, about like how I could see films and like how they weren't just you know horror films you know it wasn't 
a gothic film that was like people were killed and like like the way they are in Scream. You know what yeah, I mean? Like exactly. it's it's not like that kind of slasher thing. So so yeah. Um yeah. I mean, I, I really love this film a lot, so I'm, I'm really excited. I don't know if I knew that Brandon Lee died, uh, like, while filming it. I knew that he he died, but I, didn't, I don't think I knew until maybe, like, after I watched it and I started, like, asking about it and, like, finding the information out. But that's cool that your dad told you. Yeah, told yeah, you that, I feel like... Like, knew, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's weird because I definitely, I mean he is into rock and everything but he did like a lot of the music that was in mm-hmm. the soundtrack and like I I was already into like grunge and like um not metal but I mean I definitely remember liking um what is that band called oh Pantera and like oh my god and what what is Dude, the Phil, Phil and is it Me- it's something like Metallica or something Megadeth what Megadeth no. Mega, oh. Mega, oh my Metallica. God. Metallica. That's uh, it. Yeah. Slayer. Sepultura. No, uh, no. Well, yes, I did like a couple of Sepultura songs, but I genuinely was into like, you know, that that stuff at the time. Oh, okay. And I remember I used to wear like Doc Martin's boots and like just all black and everything. So it kind of came in a, at that time, you know, um, and there wasn't anything like it. It was just oh wow it yeah, was just it like really superhero cool. like I don't know like they just felt different. It, this film just felt different, really, um, to a superhero film. It's really cool, yeah, and it's based on a graphic novel, yeah, which is which is really cool that it's told in this kind of like it, almost a storyboardish kind of way, like the way the locations are and the way they move. It feels very very much like frames of a comic book. Yeah, and like there is so much to talk about on production because no, obviously, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that, but yeah, it, it is crazy. I feel like we're gonna be talking about that for quite a while. Yeah, I was gonna say, I do you have any behind the scenes? I have some behind the scenes. There's an immense amount of notes. So, um, as most people know, they the, he uh, was you know accidentally killed on the set of this film, which is insane i mean just to think about like you know like it's not that he died while filming it like at home you know it's like he died like while filming this yeah like which is just even more i mean i feel like i i never actually saw there was some conspiracy theory to the honest he didn't feel like there was no he just felt like an insane accident and when you actually think about it and 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 find out a lot of the a lot of things about production. Um, you know, it wasn't just like there were a lot of accidents and it was a coincidence. It was like the fact that they rushed the production of the film mm-hmm. probably was the reason like what I mean what what was what caused um so many accidents because apparently there were loads. Yeah. And I think because they didn't have a lot of budget and they just kind of I think had to move through it, right? They said, yeah, they said they had to rush filming, like, yeah, incredibly. And so, um, I feel like one of the reasons why he died was because the um dummy bullets that you know they use, yeah, that they use, yeah, where um have been fabricated by taking out the gunpowder from the real bullet. 
Yeah. But, but because of the time pressure, they basically didn't do that. They basically yeah. were supposed to replace, um, I guess, the gunpowder, something along those lines. And, and it's insane to think that due to, I mean, I can't even imagine like the person responsible for the props and everything, you know, like the guild. That, that he yeah. Has, you know? I mean, I know. I think that what happened was they had a firearm specialist that is on. Hey, what's up? We got cut off before, but we were talking about the production and behind the scenes of The Crow. And I was reading that what happened was they, well, the scene that we're in question is when he's actually killed in the story, which is insane. Um, so the guy who's playing Fun Boy, who is, uh, his name is Michael Mass. And he is like, that's how he dies in the show or in the movie. He holds his arms out and then like he gets shot in the back by this like Smith and Wesson. I think it's a 38 and the bullets that what happens is they had a firearm specialist. That's always usually there. They sent that, that person home that day. And the person that was left was a prop like person who wasn't in charge of firearms, but was like a prop assistant. So that's the person that, that loaded either the incorrect bullets or like they didn't like what you were saying like they didn't take out the gunpowder and like a blank they couldn't use because nothing comes out and they needed like something to come out something like that and that actually was like fatal to brandon lee which is crazy it is and like in i think in fairly not recently but like 2005 um michael matt like spoke about the accident for the first time and mm-hmm. he said like it was absolutely wasn't like it wasn't supposed to happen i wasn't even supposed to be handling the gun until we started shooting the scene and the director changed it at the last second so he wasn't even supposed to do that oh my gosh and, and like apparently he which is kind of i mean it's it's kind of like insane like he um donated most of the money that he earned what you know in this movie oh like in the film yeah like he i think he got like he bought his mom a house or something i can't really remember and the rest he donated because he felt that it was you know he didn't want to yeah like profit off of this exactly okay yeah, like apparently he became quite close friends with brandon lee and so yeah he, he didn't want anything to do with you know, the money and stuff. Yeah, that's... Oh, it's so crazy. It's crazy that it was just an accident and it literally is just, like... Just, like, this... Like, this fatal thing. Like, this is... This reminds... Anytime I hear of, like, these young actors, like, it just reminds me of, like, River Phoenix and it reminds me about, like, Heath Ledger. Like, all these people that were just, like... They had these, like, crazy accidents happen. Like, all yeah. of them. Like, they were all just, like, accidental. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like... And then I... Um, Anton Yelchin, who's, like, that incredible actor that died in that car accident. Um, oh, yeah. Like, in, total um, accident in like, California. Right. I think. Yeah. Yeah, with, like, a Jeep. Like, in a, by himself. Like, a total fluke accident yeah. thing. And it's, like, gosh. Just, like, to think, like, you know, just things like that happen. And it definitely made... Um, yeah, I just... In my notes, I just have, like, it makes for such an ominous film when you know that he died doing this. And the whole thing is about death and coming back and yeah. having this, like, metaphysical, supernatural relationship with, like, the real world and, like, this other world that he lives in. And we're kind of, like, looking at it through, like, this afterlife lens because he's not here. So, exactly. And it's so crazy. Uh, have you seen the interviews that he's done from the set? 
No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to send you this this uh, behind-the-scenes thing because it's on... I think it's on one of the tapes or something that I had, too, because I remember seeing it when I was young. And it's, like, Brandon Lee talking about the film in this incredible way, like, how he relates how he plays Eric Draven, like these ins and outs of his character, like so much more in depth than like, I, I feel a lot of actors go and just mm-hmm. the way he talks about him and the way he talks about death and the way he talk and all this. And he's coming from this perspective, like even almost like he knows he's not going to be there, but in this really weird way. Cause in the end of this, this documentary, he has this quote from this author and it's all about the limits of actual life. And he talks about, like, I love this quote. And he, like, reads his quote out. And, like, I was literally, like, tearing up. It was insane. He was talking about, like, how you never know how many sunsets you're ever going to see again. And, like, you all think it's this, like, endless bank because you think, like, you have eternal time. And, like, mm-hmm. how long are you going to see, like, a sunset? How long are you going to see a full moon? Like, it might only be 20 times. But, like, you think it can be infinity. And, like, he's just talking about all this. And, like, that's how it ends. I was like, good lord. This is crazy. Like, this is, like, so weird that it's, like, he knows... There are a few other films, I think, like that, too. A lot of James Dean films are like that, too. They're, like, Mm. really eerie with... Have you seen Rebel Without a Cause? Yes, I have. Yeah, like, it's very, like... It just feels very eerie. Like, the, the subject matter that they're doing, along knowing that, like, they have such a short time. And, like, this one, even, that he died... Uh, on the set, really, which is just crazy. But I'm glad that they released it, though, because they could have yeah, easily just they said exactly. no. I mean, I, I only just like, imagine how hard it must have been for the cast and, like, the production team to continue shooting because, like, they still had, like, three days mm-hmm. um, after the, the accident, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, how can you even be in the right frame of mind to continue... Um, shooting the film. But it's like, I think that they were all, the way they all talk about it is this was all such a, like, incredible, like, no other experience, which is what they, I think a few other films that we've talked about, same with My Own Private Idaho, we just talked about, like, it was such an incredible experience that, like, they had to finish this. Like, this Mm. was something that everyone wanted out there. It wasn't something that was, like, very tragic or, or, like, some, I mean, it's a tragic accident, but, like, they felt like, this is supposed to happen and this has to come out. Like, people need to see this. Because you imagine if we never saw this and the last film that he did was, like... He did a lot of, like, action films. Like, action martial arts kind of films. Here's one yeah. called Rapid Fire that I've seen. And, um... But yeah, nothing like this. Like, this is not, like, what we had ever seen from him. So if mm. this never came out, thank God it did. Um, yeah. I feel like they all have this special connection, too. With the film, I think the way all the actors talk about it too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, really, really cool. It was filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's again and like a soundstage and stuff in Wilmington, which is where they did like Dawson's Creek. They have a huge like filming situation in North Carolina, like like down there, like they have like studios and stuff, which is kind of cool. And the most amazing thing that I learned about this film pretty recently was that the double that was used for Brandon Lee after he died is Chad Stileski. Oh, yeah. he is the fucking creator of John motherfucking Wick, which I love. What? And 
Oh wow! And the director, and you, and it's so insane that he was the double, so he's also teaching Keanu a lot of what he knows, and also there's so many similarities between John Wick and The Crow. It's very much like revenge redemption story, and this like, it, but just in a different world, and and yeah, it's fucking badass. I think that's so cool that that guy is is now doing John Wick and like directing and doing super dope stuff. So that's really cool. Cool. Yeah. I, have you seen all the John Wicks? Um, I have, actually. I recently watched the, the last one. Yeah, the third it? one? The third one. Yeah. Yeah, I, can't remember. I watched it on an air, actually, on a flight. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. Um, and then Paramount dropped this film after the accident because they thought that it shouldn't come out and that it would be too violent and, like, it was just too much. And they kind of were like, look, we we don't want to give you any more money to finish this. Like we're kind of out and Miramax is what picked it up and gave them $8 million and let them finish it. Yeah. And it's insane. Like how successful the film became. And it was like, Mm -hmm. what was the budget? It was 23, 23 million. Like 50 something. 51 in the U S right. And it was also, um, I can't really remember, but it was, it was like because I don't know worldwide how much it made, but even just in the US alone made so much money. Yeah. Was it big in Mexico? Oh, I don't know. I mean I was really young, so yeah. I don't really remember it, but um yeah, no idea. I could have asked my dad actually for go. Yeah, he might be like, <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um it's it's super crazy. They ha oh Jeff uh Imada is the stunt coordinator for this film and it's like I mean because just even the action sequences are just so well done and just so like it this is kind of a film that's like a next level kind of action uh thriller I I would think because it's just like it's not this dumb like explosions and like crazy car chases and like yeah there are elements of that in it but it's so much more like hand to hand and like god I mean Brandon Lee is like an artist anyway so when you have someone like that who's acting so incredibly and you could add those action sequences like that's also why John Wick is so great because like he also worked with uh, Chad Selesky also worked with Keanu Reeves on The Matrix so like Keanu has now managed to like merge his like martial arts and acting at the same time so that's why he's like such a fucking dope actor um and they don't have to get like a stunt person to come in and do it like he can you know do a lot of close-up stuff he's just so legit yeah I I mean I also love the fact that he's not I mean he his only power is that he can't die or Mm -hmm. he's come back from from the death right so I love that it's not like Batman or, or the superhero films where they have all these things, like this crazy mm-hmm. card and, like, they are able to fly. I mean, he literally doesn't... He he just, like, um, runs. You see him constantly running. Yeah, he probably and, doesn't get tired, right? sort of right? being really athletic, but never it's never something crazy. Like, even no. when he jumps off a window, he lands on, like, a rubbish... In yeah, a, yeah, like he doesn't land like you know? yeah, on like the pavement. Exactly, it's not like he's flying or anything, which I kind of like. I mean, there's like an element of realism there, you know. Yeah, it's like, cool. Yeah, he's just really fit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like super hot as well. Like, well, that, I mean, that doesn't hurt. 
he's like, beautiful. He's... He is, like, honest. He was, like, so beautiful. And, like, his body was just insane. I know, like, yes. It's not fair. It's just, like, really <laughs> not fair. It's not fair that he has, like, the most amazing genes ever. Like, he's, like, the son of a legend, you know? I it's know. Like, how could... And I think he was, like, a, a child when he died, right? Wasn't he, like, nine or... He was quite young, yeah. Was he, yeah, like been, a, like, you know, he must kid. have been... He couldn't be older than 11, I would think. Yeah, okay. So, like, he... I think I, he started training pretty young, but, like, he ended up training with, like, one of Bruce Lee's, like, uh, like high-level students. So, like, that's, mm-hmm. like, who he trained with. But it's just so crazy that you just see him, like, doing all these, like, crazy cool stunts and, like, jumping and, like, flipping and, like, you know, like, doing all these things that, like, back then actors just had stunt people. You know, they yeah. just did all that shit, but, you know, he's, like, doing... And, like, gun... He did a lot of gun work. Like, gun work and sword work, like, which is really hard to do, I would think, too. But... Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, it was really cool. Um, I have some notes on, like, just the optical effects. The director, uh, when filming it and shooting it, took out all the greens and blues and made oh. the... And made a very monochromatic palette and only introduced red because red is, like, the color of the enemy, so when you see the enemies coming up, it's always like this red or like a red sky. It's always like anger. Like that's the other color to the monochromatic. And like Brandon Lee talks about in this documentary how he would have loved it if they could film the whole thing in black and white. But because the studios like wouldn't allow them to, he's like, we had to have this like, you know, toned down color palette and then introduce the red. He's like, but you know, I would have loved to have shot it in black and white and then everything in Eric's living life would have been shot in color to show the contrast. He's like, I really would have wanted that. And I was like, God, this man is like, I can't even like, I I can't even it's watching this, this little, even watching him talk. It's just incredible. You're like, who is this person? Like, he's like, it's just so crazy. It's really crazy. And uh, he was like really wise beyond his years. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. He was like some kind of like, ethereal creature almost yeah same with river phoenix his interviews are the same way you're just like who is this person like where where did he come from i wonder whether maybe deep down they both knew that they were going to die like early i don't know everyone like Jimi hendrix like, you know, all these people, when you watch them speak, like, you know, in the, in that, the dark that, That's gone. slightly different, though, because they all were, like... Well, yeah, that one's a little different. Kind of like, like, accident. It was kind of like they that did have that mentality of, like, leap fast. Well, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Brandon Lee... I mean, obviously, he didn't no. plan for this to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Um... And it yeah, wasn't, have, like, drugs, you know? It wasn't some, like, crazy thing where, like, like he would never, you know... It seems like he never would have been, like, a drug... Uh, like a drug Yeah, overdose. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think but. so. But, you know, no, it's kind of nuts. So, yeah, the color palette was kind of crazy. I thought that was cool. And, like, the optical yeah, effects was. that they used. And, like, the fact that it was always raining. And, like, the steam yeah. kind of takes away from the color. Like, he was talking about it. Uh, yeah, and, like, I love how it's red. Like, I love that that's the color that's, like... Because red's always angry. And you always think of, of uh, red as being, like, anger, I think. Yeah. No, it's like really passion, cool the you know, way like, they shot it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Do you have any other more notes about behind the scenes? Um, I mean, they're not sort of behind the scenes, but they're they're kind of about the like special effects and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's talk about they. It. So they actually use ravens, not crows, because mm-hmm. they crows sleep during the night. Yeah, that's right. And so they couldn't 
it was just like easier to train ravens basically oh, and wow. it was actually quite difficult because obviously there's so much rain throughout yeah. the film um and also you know that scene where at the end where um the crow attacks um oh yeah is it Mika? Ma Mika? Mika? Yeah. Yeah. So they actually built a mechanical bird to do the attacking. And it had like separate controls for the wings and another for the clothes. It's insane. Oh, wow. And um, they also like build a mechanical hand. You know, the, the scene where Lee's sort of, um, he gets caught and then he looks at his hands and they sort of heal. Themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they basically build um, a pair of hands that were exactly just like his, basically oh, for that wow. scene. There were a lot of like special effects and and stuff in the film, obviously, to recreate some of the scenes at the end because obviously he wasn't around. Um, yeah. And they also looked really good too. Like for yeah. the, like early nineties, the CGI exactly. was like really well used. I know. And also, what's interesting is like you you watch the film and you can't really tell when um, it's not here and it's not him anymore. No, I you think he did really a lot tell. of it though, right? Isn't it just the part in the apartment that's not him? Um, apparently, yeah, because they shot everything else, but yeah. the very early scene, where, well, not early, but I suppose when he. Um, gets killed at the yeah, beginning. Like when they burst that was, in, right? Yeah, that was um, what they had to recreate with the stunts and like yeah. special effects and using um, some of the footage of him, you know, yeah. from previous scenes. But but yeah, you can't really tell, you know. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I just I just have that really. I mean, apparently, actually, you have one more. Oh, um, yeah. You know, the writer of the comic book. He he thought that creative team had gone too far with their changes, mm -hmm. and so so he created like a ten page outline explaining like the characters' motivations and everything, sort of oh, to get wow. them back on track. But then they got that other writer involved. Um, the you know the writer who did um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and like oh yeah 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 they got him on board to do a rewrite, and then he told um basically everyone, that Eric's character should be a gothic rock and roll Terminator. Whoa. And so, kind of like, I can see that, you know? He kind of is like a Terminator. He is, yeah. He's so dope, though. He, like, plays guitar. He, like, has this, He's like... He's, like, the ultimate of cool, like... Yeah, he is. The makeup's cool. It's, like, kind of, like, before the Joker. Yeah. Before Joaquin's Joker. Yeah. Also, oh, sorry. Talking about makeup, they they mentioned somewhere that the makeup was so challenging to do, and he they sweats a lot. Couldn't... Like comes well, off, right? Exactly. Basically, yeah. that it would come off really easily, and so it, they had like the hardest time trying to get it right. And they, after many attempts, they decided that that messy look, sort of like worn up, was best. And so, um, they they basically worked really hard on that but it's crazy because it seems kind of like very minimal makeup but yeah it does but yeah it was quite hard to get it right and at the end they just went for that sort of messy like 
kind of, yeah, like... It's almost like, what, didn't perfect. Heath Ledger do that in The Joker? Didn't he do his own makeup? He did. Yeah, yeah. he did that. It remi- yeah. yeah, it reminds me very much, like, he was probably reminded of, like, this. This seems very much like he could do it. You know, like, he could do it himself. Like, it wasn't yeah. anything, like, pristine. Like, a exactly. perfect Joker face, yeah. Or, like, kind of what his looks like a Joker card. Like, his makeup is, like, with the eyes. Like, the, the things on the eyes. Like, yeah. like, the tears that come down in the top. Like, they go both ways. It kind of looks like it a little bit. But it's really cool. It's very, like, 90s. Like, the black So plastic. 90s. Yeah. <laughs> when he's putting it on and when he, like, makes it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is totally, like, all the shit that I had. Like, I had all that stuff. It's, like, so crazy. Um, do you have any plot points or, like, story notes? Like, how do you feel about the way he emerged and, like, Sarah? Um, I love Sarah. I know. You mean the little girl? The little girl, the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she she's really cool, but I love I mean, nothing to do with her sort of acting, but the, the her undercut that she has. Oh I, I love know, right. I love that. It's just so cool. Cool. She's like really young and like she's like you know, um She clearly has no parents because she is like friends with this dope rock star and his girlfriend. Yeah, so like, he sort of looks after She kind of has, like, the... Like, I think when I was a kid, I was like, damn, that'd be so cool to have, like, this cool older friend. And, like, they're, like, in a band. And, like, you get to hang out with them and they take care of you because your mom is, like, you know, non-existent, essentially. Yeah. No, I didn't really have any notes on that. I mean, I feel like... I really just love the whole story. I, I feel like it ma- totally makes it's sense. It's such a great story. I just, my only note was like, such a tight story. Revenge aspect of validation. <laughs> that's all I wrote. Exactly. Yeah, that's spot on. Yeah, he obviously has a reason to come back and yeah. like, kill like, everyone who, you know, so kill him and Sarah, not Sarah, but his fiance. What was his, what was her name? Uh, uh, Shelly. Shelly Webster. Oh, Shelly, that's right. Shelley. Yeah, Shelly. Yeah. Um, yeah, what are your... I want to know what you think about the fashion. Well, yeah. <laughs> so much to talk about. Okay. Um, you know, I feel like fashion and the whole mood was pretty much, like, grunge and metal influence. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like, every... Most of the characters, I feel like the guy who played, um, Fun Boy wore outfits inspired by Iggy Pop. Um, yeah and some others were directly taken from the comic Um, I love love what um, Micah Mika I I don't know oh yeah by Ling yeah by Ling whereas (laughs) like it's sort of like slightly Victorian and romantic Mm -hmm. and like she wears this incredible like corset in one of the scenes and like they were really hot at the time because they they were, were They were. It was like ninety four. I guess they shot in ninety three. But um, you know, like Thierry Mugler and like Galliano mm-hmm. and uh, Vivian Westwood, they all had like corsets in their collections like in the early nineties. And so, like, I don't know. It was kind of like really cool and avant garde. Everything that she wore it was just like really beautiful. Like that red headpiece that she wears. Yeah, it's um, really cool. Yeah, I mean, I just love. I love her, like, her makeup and hair, like, it's just really fucking cool. Um, and you see a lot of, like, p- 
patent leather and like mm-hmm. latex and vinyl like even <laughs> vinyl, I vinyl so like pvs whatever you want to call it yeah um even even Eric wears some, you know. Yeah, and, um, he has the pants. They're so hot. The Those and black he, vinyl pants were so hot. Yes, like and then he the has day. he has these, which actually came back last year. They were around. They're last so year, hot though. though. Yeah, like, they're so. <laughs> you have to have like killer legs. To yeah, I was gonna off. say you have to be like perfect looking to like. Like I try them on and I'm like my huge thighs, you know. Like I could never wear things. them. Yeah, they're not for yeah. me. But I like they're how they look. I, yeah, I of course. They yeah. look cool. Um, and I love that sort of. What's his name? Let me let me remember. It was like Teen Teen actually, who was played by Lawrence Mason. Um, he had this really cool fetish outfit sort of thing. Like it's kind of like a chess harness with metal grommets. Like wait, who? You know the guy who gets killed first? He was like the black oh, guy. Tintin. Who, Tintin. Yeah. yeah. He, His everything holster. that he wears, he yeah. had like this amazing like long trench, mm-hmm. like leather trench. And then he wears this like sort of check like harness. And, like, yeah, he like yeah, a Yeah, he's wearing all these like really cool, like sort of like metal outfit, yeah. you know? Yeah, pretty cool. Um, and what else? I don't know. I like Sarah's outfit. Her outfit's my favorite. Oh, really? Oh, no. Like, I didn't even think of her outfit. Yeah, because when I was a kid, I, like, wanted to look like Sarah. I was like, she skates. She has Doc Martens. She has these fishnets that have, like, huge gaping holes in them. And she has, like, a hoodie, a shirt, and, like, a zip-up. That was, like, and, like, a skirt, which is really cool. I think it's the hoodie that doesn't really make it for me. Like, it kind of, like... Yeah, but it rains. And she's skating in the rain. That's why. I guess. I it's spent, utility, been, Jai. <laughs> I am not a huge fan of hoodies. Matthew can, can tell you that. Oh, I, I love hoodies. Yeah. No. But, I mean, even, like, obviously, Eric wears incredible outfits. They're, like, simple, but, um, like, all black and stuff. But yeah, his are dope. And the combat boots. The combat boots. And also, he is the type of man that can pull off wearing your top like his girlfriend's top oh yeah i know because it totally Which, was like a tight like a it girl totally shirt. was it was like so sh- small him you know it was mm-hmm. like super like tight and like the sleeves were really short like three quarters and it was yeah just, like, and then then his they're like he has like black electrical tape in between his hands yeah that looks kind of like that. a glove but it's like all like the end of the shirt almost like they taped the shirt down and then totally. they're like it's I really think weird it'd be, I think they did. I think it was sort of like black tape, like wrapped around his um, torso, you know? Like, yeah, and it might have been for fighting stuff. You know, it could have been like that tape that you use, but like they just made it black when he was like doing all these stuff. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah, like I don't know. It might have been like some utility, like reason. Yeah. Why. I definitely kind of cool. got Edward Caesar Hans vibes and then. Yeah. Like, you know? We will yeah, also I, I, addendum to like interject. We will not talk or discuss about the many sequels and remakes and no, bullshit shit that tried to do no. after this. I refuse to bad. watch. Them. Yeah, I refuse I to watch anything else. Them. Jason Momoa was supposed to do The Last Crow, and I was like, no, no, why? <laughs> why are we doing this? The soundtrack to the second one is dope, though. Holes on that. But oh, I listened to the soundtrack, but I didn't watch the movie. Oh, okay. Kirsten Dunst is in one too. I think she's in the third one. I was like, what? 
Yeah, why? no, I'm not interested. Like, no, it's but if kind people of like are wondering why we're not talking about it. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of an insult to this yeah, first one. Like, have some respect. But could you imagine if Brandon Lee would have lived? This would have been like a John Wick series. Totally. This probably would have been like a dope series. I can see Mm -hmm. like happening somehow. But yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, those are your fashion. I really like Top Dollar. Top Dollar's fashion. Um, He's like the bad guy with the really long hair. I love his voice so much. I knew you would say that. I love his voice so much. I love the outfit that he wears in the end where it's like a three piece suit, but he has no tie, but the white shirt's like buttoned all the way up. Um, he's kind of short though. So, but he looks really short next to the other guy. Um, I forgot the other guy, the guy who's in Candyman. He has the top hat, like the bowler hat and like the pinstripe. He's like his assassin. Um, I like his outfit a lot. Um, I like the really super like Courtney Love-esque, uh, era of, uh, Darlene, Sarah's mom. I was like, yeah. this is Courtney Love, like, <laughs> 1992, like, she looks a mess, and she looks super grungy, like, she's wearing a lot of, like, lingerie, um, mm-hmm. kind of looks like it, I don't like it, but I just think it, like, it looks cool, like, for how she is, I think it, like, really fits her it really character, suits her, yeah, yeah, um, and I, I like all the, the bad guys, I like how they're all dressed, like, I like how they just have their own, like, kind of weird style, um, yeah, I mean, I, it's all really cool. I mean, everything you said about about Eric, like his is the best. I love Shelly. How you always see Shelly in like this really flowy outfit, like his uh, girlfriend that was killed. Yeah, she's and then, really like, beautiful. The, the, yeah, and like wow. the flashbacks and stuff. Like I love all their flashback scenes and how they're all like kind of red. Um, yeah, it just looks so cool, and I just love it. it's all like visual style. It's like just got this whole gothic like, visual style, like, throughout the whole thing. And and also, I love a film with a fucking club scene where you get to see bands oh, play. Yeah. Like, I love when movies actually have full bands and it's a real band and you actually get to hear them. Like, I love that. Also, Jesus and Mary Chain. I mean, we could talk about this fucking uh, yeah, soundtrack forever. Yeah. But, like, uh, My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult, who I got into after this, they're the ones that sing that song After the Flesh, they're in it. And also the band Medicine, um, which is really cool. They're, they're the ones that sing that song Time Baby. Uh, that's that's playing. I think it's the first span that's playing. But I love those kind of like when you see like a dirty, dingy club, and I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> I wish this place existed. I know. Well, they did. They did exist. I think. Well, yeah. Before, no, they did. I mean, like now. now. Like yeah, it, we're no, yeah, now. Like, yeah. It would have been really cool. Yeah, I love the way that that's like you can't really recreate that. You know, it just wouldn't be the same because no. it'd be like people will be f- taking photos of the place like non-stop yeah. and it, it, it's just yeah I'm I'm really glad like we didn't have like Instagram and you know all of that when when Got this it, was happening yeah. like this whole like 90s rave scene you know like you just get the film like can like, you imagine like like look taking pictures in a warehouse of that it just wouldn't be the same no it's kind of like it's best to be just in your memory you know I was like what yeah. was that's how I feel about a lot of things. I used to take some photos at concerts, but then a lot of times I was just like, no. Like after a while, I was like, no, because like I want to just like live in this moment, you know. Like even if I had a film camera, I still would be like, no, because like I just want to like remember the show, and like you just never get to experience it when you're just too busy looking through your phone. Yeah, well, it's different with a film camera, you know, because you're just taking snaps. Yeah. Like- you know, you can't really see. But you can't be in the mosh pit, though. You know, you got to be like up in front. You know, you can't enjoy the music as much if you're gonna like worry about taking your camera out. 
I that think. That's true. It's always kind of hard. Unless you're, like, on tour, fine, that's your job. You're going to see them every night. But if you're, like, a fan, I kind of want to be, like, jumping in the crowd with everybody else and not worry about, like, getting this photo. Although, back in the day, like, it just wasn't a big deal. Like, what would you do with that photo? You know, it's like now there's like all these fucking Instagram, like you want to post this amazing photo of like this lead singer that you got, you know, know. so people like scream and freak out about it. So I know. I hate that so much. (laughs) I know. It's like there was nowhere to post it. So you wouldn't take it. Like for what reason? You know, it's like, yeah, so you don't even need the picture. And now it's like you need to prove you were there. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, yeah. Now it just seems like proof you were there. Like, that's all. It's kind of crazy. What do you okay, let's talk about the music. Let's talk about okay. the fucking soundtrack. Cool. The soundtrack is so good. It what, is. It's really cool. Oh, what's I, your favorite song on this soundtrack? Honestly, I, my favorite favorite is gonna be um the cover of Dead Souls. It's oh, like the Joy Division. Yeah, yeah it's Joy Division they covered it and um I just love that song and I love The Cure as well. Yeah, that's my favorite, is Burn. Yeah, those yeah. two are my favorite. I mean, I I, pre- I like everything, but um, those two are definitely, like, sort of stand out for me. I love Medicine, the song Medicine. It's like that one that's like, sometimes it rains. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's cool. Not, that song's really good. Um, that's actually a really great band. Medicine. I don't know them actually. Yeah, uh, go listen to. I'll send you one of their albums. Um, it's really cool. I think it also has the one of the vocals of the Cocteau Twins. I think oh, her name's yeah. like Elizabeth Fraser. I think her name is that. Yeah, it's it's really fucking good. Like it's this soundtrack alone. Like Rage Against the Machine has like a fucking B side on there. Like yeah. Stone Temple Pilots. Fucking. Oh my god! Empty. Sorry, I like, forgot that. That's yeah, amazing. Like, it's too. just like yeah. oh god, it's just so good. Like this. This is what got me into like this music was like fucking Rollins band had a cover on there. Ghost Rider is like an old suicide song, like like from the documentary we watched a long oh, time yeah, ago. That's right. Like it's great. It's so great. And Pantera's on this too. And helmet. Yeah, I can't believe I like Pantera. It's kind of crazy. I know. Yeah, Pantera. Do you know? Like, I'm one of the things that I love more than anything to do is when I'm really bored. I put on. I downloaded it. I put on the behind the music of Pantera, and like <laughs> I, no, I don't even know about Pantera. I know a few songs about them, but I don't know that much. But I'm obsessed with their story and like Dimebag Daryl and like fucking Phil Anselmo and how like crazy he is. Like he's a nut, and it's just like it. It's just such a great behind the music uh to see it really yeah it's just really weird to think that I kind of like that I think I had like the biggest crush on my neighbor when I was like really young and he used to be into metal and like oh no way and so I guess I got into it because of him but I mean I was like 10 and he was like 14 you know (laughs) oh wow I liked him for like two years and then I eventually, like, obviously, anyway, <laughs> when I was much older, we kind of hooked up and I was like, oh, I don't like you. I was like, I don't understand why I was so, like, in love with you, but you're actually not all that anymore. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> it happened later. It's crazy. I actually met up with him, like, recently. It's really? Yeah, like, I mean, obviously he's married, he lives in the US and everything, like, but it's just really weird when you think about, like, crushes, you know? Yeah. You so always, funny. like, kind of fantasize about, like, the older guy who's, like, yeah. into, like, he's, I mean, he's cool or whatever. But, yeah. 
Anyway, um, yeah, he got me into that, and someone actually dragged me to a Pantera's concert really? in Mexico. I know it was like we didn't really got the we didn't get there at the very beginning. We only were there for like the last hour, maybe forty five minutes. Oh wow! Um, How were they? What year was this? This is um, okay. I was fifteen or fourteen. I, I was fourteen actually. I was fourteen. Wow. So wait, what year is that? Was Bill Anselmo in the band? Was he always in the band? I I guess he was, yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, I like know nothing about Pantera. I just like they're behind the music story. Yeah, no, that's cool. (laughs) That's really nuts. That's so funny. Yeah, the soundtrack's amazing. I'm definitely going to put it in the the post because, I mean, yeah, the soundtrack's just amazing. Um, Yeah, let's uh, let's get to favorite scenes because, I don't know, we're probably almost at an hour. Yeah, I know. What are your favorite cool. scenes? Okay, so uh, let's do one each, right? Yeah. I have three, so I, have I three, guess. Yeah. yeah, the first one is when he he's just sort of come back and like he's in his old apartment mm-hmm. and he's sort of like, you know, doing his makeup and Yeah, this is also my um, first one. Yeah. So but then it's on. all is that whole sequence from then. And then he's like running mm-hmm. and jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Yeah. To playing the Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah, and and then he's basically going to kill Tintin, isn't it? The first mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So everything that happens from when he's like changing, then running, um, from rooftop to rooftop, and then he lands. He sort of like it looks like he was going to fly, but he actually just jumps up mm-hmm. and, and like lands in like a huge rubbish bin and then he laughs and he has like a really sinister laugh yeah he does yeah when He's he like, like first like yeah, yeah comes back yeah yeah so i love that i love everything it's very from... jokery it is totally yeah totally it really reminded me of the last one actually yeah it, it totally does yeah, that was also that's my, mine. That's my first one. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's also mine. What's your? Well, go, and, go to your second one. Then. Okay, my second one is just like the whole shooting at the club, like at the very end, that whole sequence yeah. where it's just like this insane shootout and like martial arts. I just love it. Like I love that. And he has like the two guns. He's just like killing everyone. He's trying to get yeah. Skank. Like yeah. Skank's the last one. It's just that that whole sequence. There's not much more than like it's just a really amazing sequence. Well, like, that's from, that's also one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's so good. Like, it's just too good. Like, how could that, you know, like, the song, it's it's like My Life with a Thrill Kill Call, which is, like, so dope. They're such an insane-ass band. Um, So, yeah, I saw them at 930 Club, too. Oh, wow, that's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, in, like, the late 90s, like, must have been, like, 98, something like that. Yeah, I love how dramatic it is when they all uh, start shooting him, and they're, Mm -hmm. like, assuming that he's dead, and then he's like, oh, they're like, Oh, he's not. He's gone, and you know. Then, then they're like, the "What?" Yeah. Then he's gone, and then he just like pops up and just starts like yeah, no, running around on yeah, people. Exactly. It's pretty crazy. Cool. That was yours too. Okay. Well, my last one is just every scene with Sarah and Eric. I just love Sarah and Eric's relationship. Um, so I guess it's just like I love when he like gives her the ring, and he's like, "Yeah, I think she like wants you to have this," and she like still goes and like sees their their grave and everything i just i just love their relationship a lot yeah it's really that's that's really cool um yeah i mean i guess what's your last one or do you have another one i do i i really like when he um when he kills t-bert 
he oh, gets in the car. He follows, yeah, he's in the car and then he puts all these sort of explosives or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I sort of like, I suppose a little bit like Batman in the sense that he creates these like crow in like fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That was pretty cool. But it but it's kinda cool. But yeah, I, I agree. I like the ones with, with Sarah, um when when he saves her and like then he says like doesn't always rain or what what does oh, he say? Oh it, it can't rain all the time. It can't rain all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean the whole film is just amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's just such a great film. I'm I really hope uh it's sometimes on Netflix or like some other random. Really? Channel. Oh, cool. Yeah, it has been in the past. So I hope that people have seen it. Or if they haven't, then like you should just rent it. I mean, it's pretty cheap. Yeah. Like it's worth it. I watch. feel. I feel like I didn't. Maybe. Maybe I just haven't heard anyone talking about it. But it does feel like kind of not many people remember the film. Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like I ever hear anyone talking about it, you know? Or like, it has, like, a small base, but, like, a very dedicated base, mm, I think, which yeah. is cool. But, yeah, it's not, like, a typical, like, the last, like, crazy film uh, or post that I put up was about Scream. It's definitely not, like, Scream. It's definitely not, like, a blockbuster that, like, almost everyone knows <laughs> and, like, you know, seen on TV tons of times. It's, like, it's very underground. I think probably maybe because of his death. I think it just isn't, like... It's, it's such a weird subject matter, too, like, just to cover in a film. So I think it's just not, like... A lot of people, I think, just don't get it, I think. I don't think they would get mm-hmm. it, which is fine, you know? I get it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so. I feel like definitely people who are our age and, like, a bit older who actually were around at the time, you know, mm-hmm. they probably are the only way... I can't imagine anyone that young, like Jules or that generation, to really not much about the film. Yeah, unless they have an older sibling. That's the only way I could could think. Is they have, like, an older sibling or something. But yeah, man. Oh, this was so fun. Yeah, I'm so glad we did it. We talked about it a long time ago, and it's fine. I know, we finally did it. So this is another uh, episode for you. Rate and subscribe, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Oh, you forgot to mention that. Yeah, I'm going to put it in the notes so people will see it. But yeah, this is super fun, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. Bye. Bye.